There we go. Ladies and gents, we are ready to rock and roll. Black gold. That's what we live on. It's the dirt that's underneath our feet. And today's guest is going to show us how we can turn, how we can make more black gold using these little itty bitty creatures. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. Drop the heat, man. All right, all you business pros out there, before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, and drop a review. Help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it. And if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businessbros.biz, schedule your time, and don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited and honored to bring another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. If you are freaked out by the creepy crawlies of the underground world, don't worry, there won't be any on screen that I know of. But our guest sure does love those slimy little critters we call worms, so much so that she's built an environmentally friendly business that incorporates the use of worms for composting. Our, go- our guest is a worm advocate and ecopreneur, and she is on a mission to raise the level of awareness about environmental conservation and save the world through co- worm composting and laughter. Vermi composting, which is composting with words, creates beautiful black castings that are used as high-grade soil enhancers and are better than the fertilizer you buy at your local wherever you buy fertilizer. And it provides an easy way to do more with your trash and then add to your local landfill. If you feel called to do more for the environment and turn your general trash into garden treasure, our guests have the tools and tips you need to make that happen. Joining us today from Kathy's Crawley Composters out of Bradford, Ontario, welcome to the show, Kathy Nesbitt. I I gave it a little too much away, but... I mean, you did a good job. Always with the fire intros. Kathy, you ready? You, I, you just look like you have, are a soul full of energy. You are already having a good and time. I, and laughter, right? You're ready to rock and roll. A little squirmy like the worms, maybe? Worms and laughter. I mean, what fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's jump into that. Our, our first, you know, the, the, the typical thing everybody wants to know at the very beginning Worms are something that kids play with and birds eat. How did you get into becoming and letting them become such a, part, a huge part of your life? Yeah, so I'm looking. <clears throat> whoa, <laughs> what happened to my voice? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm located uh, just north of Toronto, and our landfill closed, and we started shipping garbage out of the country. <laughs> and I had a solution. <laughs> You know, like I joke about it because why not? I've, I've got worms and I'm trying to put worms in every house. So, <laughs> and not everyone wants worms in the house. <laughs> um, yeah, so our landfill closed. I mean, it's serious. Our landfill closed and we start, started shipping our garbage out of the country um, to the U.S. Sorry about that. 
And <laughs> like literally 200 garbage trucks would make the, the trip from Toronto to uh, Michigan area and every day. So a thousand trucks a week. Wow. Yikes. That's a lot of trash. That's a ton of trash. Okay. There's a problem, right? There's a problem. You got to get rid of trash, but you know, you're only one person. How do you, you know, what, what, what idea sparked in your head at that point? Yeah. So I was like, wow. I mean, because it's a resource, what we're throwing away, the, the fruit peels and the vegetable peels, coffee, tea, all of that, the paper, all of that is worm food that we can manage on site. So it's way bigger than just like, oh, I'm one person. If all of us had worms. So here's the, here's the thing. It's, it's a container. You have food scraps and paper, the worms, and they're special worms. They're called red wigglers. Uh, red wiggler worms. Um, there's thousands of types of worms. Only four have been identified of, as being optimal for indoor composting. And so the worms convert the food scraps and the paper into black gold so we can grow more nutrient-rich food. Yay! Woo! <laughs> Tell me why, you know, I, I, for most of us, we don't really have a, much of an agricultural background, right? So when we think about, hey, I'm hungry, we don't think about, do I have to go and reap the harvest of what I put out last summer? We literally just drive over to a Walmart or an ABC store, whatever it is close by, and grab what it is that we're looking for. So why do we need to compost? Why do we need to, you know, enrich and nutrient our soil versus I just go outside and, and I just plant a seed, right? Isn't that how it works? We see, sort of, yes. And our food is less nutrient dense than it used to be, like a, a broccoli from the 50s. If we wanted that same nutrient density from that broccoli, we would have to eat 25 heads of broccoli today. Mm. Okay, so that's one reason, because as the food is growing, the nutrients are coming out of the soil into the plants. So if we take those clippings, those plant scraps, and put them in the garbage and do anything other than composting, we're robbing the soil of those nutrients. Yes, we can grow another plant because it's soil, you know, of course, but it's going to be less nutrient rich than the last one. So we need to take those scraps, compost them, then add that nutrient rich compost back into the soil so the plants can be more um, nutrient dense. <laughs> somebody i mean you know i know i have a father-in-law um and he did a lot of composting i mean he would have he always called them his witch's brew he would get like rainwater and he'd have like compost going through it uh and like creating this tea and he would use it to water his plants and you know it, a lot of all natural stuff but it takes a lot of effort to do all that so how do you how do you sell this to the general public so that they realize it's a little bit of work. Yeah, you do do a little bit of separation, but it's not as intense or labor as intense as we imagine it to be, right? It's so, oh, it's so beautiful. Um, the, the, how I sell it to people, it's really designed for apartment dwellers, people without uh, outdoor space or access to a, a collection program where it's going to be composted. Um, it's, it's a, it, you know, honestly, it's a hard sell. Thank goodness it's my mission and I have all this tons of energy, which is where the laughter, <laughs> which is where the laughter comes in. Um, you know, I, I was about 10 years in. I started my worm business in 2002. Uh, it was like tw 2012 that I was, 
you know, one more person said, ooh, worms in the house. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, if my mission is to put worms in every living space, every house, every classroom, every business, so we don't have to truck this stuff around. It's a resource. We we call it garbage. Uh, It's not garbage. It's a resource that feeds the worms, feeds the um, the decomposers, so they can turn it back into soil, into a, a, um, a form that the plants can use. Why do we want to do this? Yes, we can go to the store. What if we couldn't go to the store? Hmm. I'm, in, I'm in Canada. We have winters, pretty long winters, and we import about 60% of our food, 60%. We're in this global crisis right now. And our border has been closed for a long time with the states even. We're, our, our border has been closed with the states. I, I understand food is still coming in, but imagine if it wasn't. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of disruption in food, um, chain supply, you know, everything's broken. Um, so it, when, when, uh, when the border closes and we're not able to import food, the grocery stores, like you know, whenever there's a some kind of... Um, a, um, a weather crisis, a tornado, mm-hmm. hurricane, fire, anything, any kind of, you know, crisis, people are rushing to the store, the, the shelves empty because they're not being refilled. So imagine if we can look after our family by growing a little bit of food, by growing something, at least having the knowledge. Um, so, <laughs> so back in 2002, I was like saying, "Hey, everybody! Everybody needs worms. You need because I I heard that a pound of worms and their descendants could transform a ton of organic waste in a year." Wow! And, wow! Thank you. <laughs> That's a lot. It's a lot, and that the average Canadian slash American family produces a ton of organic waste in a year. So I said, wow, every family needs a pound of worms and I'm just the one to put a pound of worms in every house. (laughs) (laughs) A tan, a tan. Yeah, I give it a tan. I mean, your mission is strong. Okay, so walk me in 2002. Take me back to when you're getting started in this company and you have this, this novel idea to put a pound of worms in everybody's home. Uh, What were some of your early business struggles that you had to overcome? (laughs) <laughs> fear of worms <laughs> my own fear of worms it's so much worse <laughs> you were afraid of the worms <laughs> I was um, not right before starting my business um, you know the worms came to me a few times like it's it's amazing I, I, I hope people that are listening or watching that are thinking oh I would love to have my own business then look at where there's a problem and you have a solution like where there's something where there's like, oh my gosh, that's such a big problem. Hey, I have this simple solution. So that's that's where I was. I had this kind of solution. I'm an avid gardener and composter. So I knew the value of the compost. I was afraid of worms. <laughs> but that was back in 1993. I bought my house and a teacher friend asked me to look after her worm bin for the summer. I was like, ugh. Ooh, you want me like worms in the okay? <laughs> but I, I come from a school where I think we should do things for ourselves, not have someone. Oh, you won't like that. Oh, good. Say thanks for saving me the time. <laughs> really, like liver or something. You won't like that. Well, you probably won't. But <laughs> um, so I said, okay, I'm going to do this. So I took on the challenge, and 
thank goodness I did, because now it's my life. But <laughs> so back in 1993, I was afraid of worms. I would open up the bin, throw the food in, close it. And because of that, I was a fruit fly farmer, right? Because I didn't do it properly. Like, and so for anyone that wants to do worm composting, don't be a fruit fly farmer. Like there's no market. Nobody's buying fruit flies. They die in a day or two. They're hard to catch. <laughs> so don't do that. So I, I was like, okay. Um, mm. After, after I kept the worms alive that summer, got the compost, I said, I'm never doing worm composting again. <laughs> never say never. You never no. know. <laughs> <laughs> so I got my psych degree. Anyway, I graduated in two th in the year 2000. And I'm, so I sound much younger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a job at a group home. They had 10 homes and a farm and they didn't compost. And I was like, wow, it's the first time that I, I was like, people don't connect what they're doing. They're creating all this food waste and they could be managing it like just through composting. I think composting is magic process without the worms, like even without the worms. It's just like you put in your carrots and onions and wow, you get out, you know, some soil. Beautiful. Um, when I spoke to them about composting, um, the, the greenhouse manager said, hey, why don't we do worm composting? And I was like. Uh, <laughs> uh, like have you ever done something and you're like i'm never doing that again and then someone says hey hernan why don't we and whatever it was you're like no i'm not doing that again i don't want to do that yeah right? pretty much like every day <laughs> <laughs> right you get that feeling in the pit of your stomach like oh, no i don't want to do that but it was an institution so they're not going to get worms the next day so i started to do research and i discovered the magic of the red wigglers so I think it's fascinating that I was introduced in 93, then 2000 kind of reintroduced, and I had time to really look into the value of this thing. So let me talk about the red wigglers, 800 to 1,000 worms in a pound. They're cute. They're small little worms, five hearts each. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Wow. So beautiful. Right? 800 to 1,000 worms, five hearts each. Four to five thousand hearts in a pound of worms. Wow! A lot of love. <gasps> That's a lot of love to give right there. <laughs> it's a great Valentine's gift. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see the response on that face. <laughs> wow! Hell no. I don't think it means what you think it means. Exactly. I don't know about that one. Uh oh. Okay. So, fear of worms. Now you're giving away worms for Valentine's Day and pretty much every other day during the year. By the way, Kathy, before we even go any further, I gotta, I gotta admit, like I come from a long line of ridiculously funny and infectious laughs in my family, and you just like automatically fit right in. I feel like five minutes that you're laughing, I can't help but smile. And I, just, I just, I just gotta know. Um, in in your career, you know, from this worm business in life in general. How has that helped or or hindered you in, 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 in business? Oh, it's helped tremendously, really. Um, I It was, again, I guess about mm, maybe 10 years in, I was like discouraged that one more person said, ooh, worms in the house. And I was like, ah, maybe I should, like, this is hard. <laughs> it took a long time, 10 years for me to get the message that people didn't want worms in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Right. We don't we don't buy what we need. We buy what we want. Mm -hmm. 
right? So people need worms, but they don't want worms. Right. Right. <laughs> it's not an easy sell. And then the worms reproduce. So, you know, I don't have repeat sales with those. <laughs> like it's ridiculous business model. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for laughter. <laughs> and and so, yeah, so I was at a business meeting and the speaker gave a five minute introduction to laughter yoga. And I was like, laughter yoga, what's that? And it's not about yoga. It's not doing poses and laughing. It's laughing. It's intentional laughter exercises. So I was like, hmm, interesting. And then that same week, I was at a business networking event hundreds, I was going to say thousands, hundreds of people. The very first woman that I met uh, was a laughter yoga teacher. And I said, what? <laughs> laughter yoga is mainstream. And she said, no, it isn't. <laughs> and it isn't. I mean, that was, that was 2013 that, that I, that, that happened. I said 2012, 2013 that, that, that I was introduced. I started going to her club. I liked it so much. I got trained as a leader Love that so much, got trained as a teacher. And now, you know, as an entrepreneur, you add different modalities to your, like different offerings. And so now I offer laughter classes. And during this cuckoo time, I'm actually being called to do laughter more than worms. Wow. Like that's a story in and of itself. That's, I didn't even know laughter yoga was a thing. I saw goat yoga. I saw what? that not recently. I mean, people doing yoga poses and then getting goats placed on them. I thought that was kind of weird. Uh, right. But laughter yoga actually makes sense to me. Like there's so many things that a laugh can do in a room. You can really light up a place. You can take people who have been super depressed who've had long stressful days who have lost someone in their lives and laughter could just maybe it'll help them break down but definitely opens up people's heart it makes sense why you work with animals with five hearts by the way <laughs> that's impressive <laughs> <laughs> all right so tell me where where you are with the worms today uh and and where you want to see it tomorrow yeah my goal really is worms and like i really would love to see worms in every living space you just automatically know you have your apple, you eat the, and the, then you have your core left and you know it goes in the worm bin. So, so I'm doing a lot of school workshops, um, educating the kids because they don't have the ick factor. They're not like, ooh, worms, they're kind of all in. And if some are hesitant when they see their peers holding the worms and, you know, when you watch the worms, well, you can't watch them because they don't like the light, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, you feed them, say your, your apple core, and then you come back a couple days later and that apple core is now gone. Now it's turned into, it's turned into poo by the way, kids, but <laughs> <laughs> we say castings. It sounds fancy. <laughs> fancy, poo. Um, fancy poo. That's right. Um, it, it's so funny. I do school workshops. And one day I was um, doing a grade two workshop and I would pass around a bag of castings, a bag of worm poo. And I would say to the kids, you know, smell it, stick your hand in there, touch it, whatever you want to do. This one young boy came and he took a big sniff and he's like, oh, it doesn't smell like mine. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I gotta write that down. That's so funny. <laughs> From the mouth of babes. <laughs> oh, I have so many. I have so many lines. Where do I want this to go? I'm actually working on a stand-up show because people have trouble hearing the message. Yeah. You know, like seriously, people have trouble hearing the idea of worms in the house. So if you're afraid of worms or the idea of 
this concept in your house, like, oh, what if they get out? What if they eat my children? You know, all these <laughs> things. <laughs> and I say, they only eat your kids if they're rotten. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Technically, they got to be a, a deceased before we can feed them to the worms. But uh, you know, there we go. Let me ask you some of the common questions that we might have here, right? Because I know I'm thinking, okay, if, if I was to do this, does this, does this go inside my house, outside my house? Yeah, so um, ideally indoor, um, indoor year round. So are you in San Diego? Is that right? Yes. San Diego. So too hot. So it may be too hot for the worms in San Diego. In Canada, it, I say Canada like it's, you know, the whole country is the same, but. <laughs> <laughs> in America, we don't know any better. <laughs> I know. <laughs> in, in, in parts of Canada, too cold. Right. And but too hot in the summer, too hot in the summer, too cold in the winter. So indoor. The, so there's three key elements to successful vermicomposting, uh, temperature, moisture, airflow. So temperature 60 to 80 Fahrenheit is optimum. So room temperature like, you know, 68 is perfect. Um, moisture, about 75 percent humidity. So um, you want your bedding that moist. And then airflow, you need to have holes in your in your bin so the worms can breathe. Those are that's the kind of the basic um, structure of it. Um, okay, so we can have it inside. Number one. Number two, is it gonna draw other bugs like ants or flies like we kind of talked about? Right. Okay, so ants, no. If you have ants in your worm bin, your worm bin's too dry because ants prefer a dry climate. So, so, so that's, that's not a problem. Um, flies could be a problem. Um, if you don't manage your, like I say to people, have you ever had fruit flies in your house? If yeah, most people have, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I say, my next question is, have you ever had a worm bin? No, good. So you know that the fruit flies don't come from the worm bin. They come from the fruit. They come from mm -hmm. the peel. So say bananas, melons, pineapple, anything you don't generally wash before eating. So you peel the banana and the fruit flags are on that banana peel. Mm. So if you put that in your worm bin, um, they may hatch. So you want to just give them a quick rinse. There is um, mechanisms to manage, so, well, well, to prevent, like prevention is the best, right? Just like you don't want to get sick, you want to stay healthy. So you don't have to worry about getting better. You just stay healthy. Same with your worm bin. If you have a healthy environment without fruit flies, no, no problem. Okay, so we can have this inside as long as we maintain a couple little rules. We shouldn't. We should be able to manage the fruit flies and other bug issues. Uh, and okay, so how long do I keep this inside, and when do I scoop dirt out to use? Good, great questions. Oh, these are great. Yay! It's like I, I provided <laughs> them or something, and I didn't, people. <laughs> so it's ongoing. It's it's kind of a forever thing. You just put it in. I, I actually have a beautiful system. So with the tower comp, you could have just a regular like a Rubbermaid container, and then you would have to harvest manually, which it's about three to six months. You would dump everything out, put it in small round piles. The worms are photosensitive or afraid of the light. They go down into the piles. You just scoop off the top, scoop off the sides, and the worms will keep going away. And you'll have a, a little ball of worms and you add them back in. With my system or with the tower composters, there's different trays. So you're working one tray at a time. When that tray fills up, you set up the next tray on top. There's holes in the bottom of the trays. The worms will migrate up to the new tray. And so they just follow the food. They lay behind their black gold. And then so you just kind of rotate your trays around. 
Hmm, that's a smooth system. Now that, that takes away one of the biggest fears is I don't want to have to touch the 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 worms. Like you might still have a little phobia, and you, you're right. It takes a little while for you to get used to them. But in the way you have it laid out, those worms are moving themselves. I don't ever have to actually touch them, right? Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when you see them transforming the stuff, it doesn't smell bad. It's aerobic process, which means with oxygen. It should never smell like rotting food. If it smells like rotting food, the oxygen has been converted to methane. So it's, mm. it's so bad for us. We can't breathe gas. We can't breathe methane. And worms breathe through their skin. Um, they breathe oxygen as well. So it's like a built-in mechanism. Um, to show people, oh, something's happening, you know, maybe over anxious feeding, <laughs> you know, and, and so as the food breaks down, the moisture gets released and maybe um, we'll squish out the oxygen. Is there any um, food that I shouldn't put in, like maybe lemons or limes or something like that? Or is it pretty much anything that came out of the ground I can put in a compost? Yes. So pretty much you can put up like all your fruit and veg, coffee, tea, pasta, rice, beans, grains, plant, clip, and cereal. What stays out? No meat, no dairy, no sauce and citrus. Yes. Okay. Okay. So there are some things, but other than that, I mean, that's a good chunk of stuff that we get left over for the most part. Eggshells, I'm assuming are good. Eggshells need to go in. The worms require the um, calcium for reproduction and the eggshells also help balance the pH in the in the bedding okay so reproduction when are these trays going to fill up with worms what do i have to do at that point how long does that usually take so beautiful here's the formula oh my gosh so are you ready this is so exciting <laughs> <I am now. laughs> it's worm biology here we go all right so worms are hermaphrodites meaning male and female it still takes two worms to mate so after they've mated they have, um, have you ever seen the swollen band on the worm, the kind of the yeah. fat part? Yeah. So that, when you see that on the worm, that means they're sexually mature, they're adult worms. And that's where the egg gets formed. So that after they've made it, that secretes a for, um, um, liquid that, that forms the egg. Then it backs off, like the worm backs out of it. And then the cocoon is left kind of is on its head. <laughs> That's true. But they both create a cocoon, up to 20 babies in eight egg, five or six is average. Wow. Wow. And how often is that? Well, okay, so it's about three weeks for the egg to hatch, 10 weeks to sexual maturity, and then every seven to 10 days, another egg. Wow. wow yeah people talk about rabbits they don't have anything on worms <laughs> oh my gosh that's exponential that's crazy okay so so at what point do my trays fill up what, what, what do i do at that point how, how long how long does it take for these for these worms to have so many babies that i, I got to do something with them so well they're so smart oh my gosh these are really great questions because these are people's fear like when i say that about the exponential growth they're like oh no Okay. Yeah, okay. Breathe. They're going to be crawling them all, all over my living room floor. <laughs> so we regulate their population based on available space and available food. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. So, oh, go ahead. Okay. Okay. So they're not going to be all over my, my place at all. They regulate themselves. They have sex with themselves and another worm apparently. Right. Um, they create beautiful gold. I don't ever have to really touch them. You pretty much have 
cured my problem. Okay, yeah, definitely I want to help the environment. This is something that I could definitely do. So how do we get a hold of you? How do we get one of these in our home if it's something that we want to uh, to, to get involved with? Can't believe I'm saying it. What if we, what if we want worms? <laughs> <laughs> I hope you do. I hope I was compelling enough. <laughs> well, you see, oh, so I have a, a wonderful website. My husband's my web guy. So it's Kathy's kathyscomposters.com is my website and all of my offerings are there everything's there yeah and that's the best way to get a hold of you are you doing any training seminars do we can we yeah. watch you can we hear you laugh again in another spot absolutely actually i have a free laughter class every tuesday it might be early in in california but it's 9 30 a.m eastern um every tuesday free come and check it out and i do have laughter um <clears throat> pardon me laughter videos on my laughter page which is kathysclub.com. Mm, you're doing such amazing things. I mean, you, you're such a happy, bubbly person. I, I just can't imagine people being sad around you. You probably help those those worms mate at a faster, faster <laughs> pace just because you're laughing with them all the time. <laughs> they seem, those worms are having a better time than most people, I think, They're hanging out with you, Kathy. Uh, you know what? I want to say thank you very much for coming on the show. Really appreciate you taking the time. Worms are a weird subject, but every business is a little bit different. And, you know, part of it is growing the business. Yes, she has yo smile yoga, laughing yoga. Laughing yoga is a thing. You can take that up with Kathy as well. Check out the compost stuff. I mean, if you really want to make a, an impact at home, you can start growing your own things. At least, like, like Kathy said, have the knowledge of how it works because you never know what's going to happen. Nobody thought they would close the school down. Nobody thought we'd be stuck in our home for a year. It happened. So might as well know what's going on. Have a way of taking care of yourself and at least – how you're going to take care of your family in the future. And at, at worst case scenario, you're going to have like, what did we say? It was like 4,000 to 5,000 hearts taking care of all your compost. So it's a lot of love. Kathy, thank you very much for coming on the show. Before we head out, <clears throat> um, I uh, we're really big on testimonials. So what was your experience like on the Business Bros podcast? I loved it. Oh, I love your high energy. It's just like, it's, it's very vibrant. Um, it was easy to connect and ev everything was beautiful. I loved it. Great questions. Um, yeah. Thank you. Awesome. <clears throat> All right, then Kathy, we'll see you again next time. Very soon. Let's see. Nick said it was awesome as well. Thanks Nick for checking on, checking in with us. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you guys on the next side. Remember, a little bit of black gold goes a long way. You want some more nutritious food where you're in control? Make sure you guys check out Kathy'sComposters.com. She's got some great stuff there. And check out her laughing yoga. <laughs> a laugh a day keeps the doctor away. All right, ladies and gents, peace out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.